0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Rawcast. The Rawcast! With me and Beth. Beth Rawls, vocal coach and YouTuber. How are you doing today, Beth?
1: I'm good. Tom's called me in for a podcast and I don't know. Well, I've called you in for a podcast
0: because I just worked out that it's been uh, 203 days since we last put out a podcast. And so we thought we'd do another episode of In Focus, where we just take a topic and we kind of chew through it, basically, don't we? So, today we're going to look at the process of learning.
1: Mm, Yeah, because at the moment one of the reasons we haven't done the podcast is because I have started a second channel called yes. Roar with an exclamation mark at the end. Yes. And um, one of the things that I'm doing on this channel is I'm exploring new skills or um, just kind of fun things to do and pushing myself out of my comfort zone and seeing what I can learn about the process of learning. And it's been amazing.
0: Absolutely. So let's dig into that second channel, first of all. Uh-huh. So so yeah, we set up a second channel just called Raw and we're going to look at a kind of broader range of educational content. we have um, basically got a format where Beth goes and learns either over a short period of time, i.e. just a few hours or a day uh, or perhaps a slightly longer period of time. A new skill or something that she wants to try out and we kind of document that through the process of of one video, tell us why you wanted to do that.
1: I just thought it would be fun and I think it would be good for me as well. I thought it would be good for me as a teacher to push myself out of my comfort zone as it's something that I ask of my pupils every day. So with singing, it's something that I have become comfortable with and even when I'm scared, it's probably not quite in the same way. So I really wanted to take myself to places that were completely new for me, that would make me feel scared and would...
0: What put you in the the realm of being a consistent student Mm -hmm. as well as, obviously, you're on the other side of that all the time and being a teacher and helping people through their own learning process.
1: Yeah, and it's been really helpful in my understanding of how people feel and my empathy towards not that I wasn't empathetic before but because I hadn't been in that situation to the same extent in quite some time. Yes. It really reminded me how it feels. Yeah. To be completely new at something because it's a really vulnerable situation.
0: And I know that you said that obviously you you set up because you thought it'd be good for you and it'd be fun but also I think that you're someone who is really passionate about just learning about the process of learning Mm do you think that's fair yes yes do you enjoy learning
1: sometimes (laughs) (laughs) no i do i do enjoy learning i i do enjoy the process probably more than some people like some people really enjoy the goal uh looking at you over there Mm. um whereas i think i do enjoy the process of learning things a little bit more than you yeah and sometimes the goal doesn't matter as much although well, I'm not going to give too many details and we'll probably talk about this in a bit, but we did have some goal mishaps.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, not not everything about the... I mean, obviously, when you try and learn something new, it's not always going to go perfectly. Um, mm-hmm. What do you prefer? Do you prefer learning something or do you prefer teaching something?
1: Oh, both.
0: Watching other people through their learning process?
1: You know what? I would have said teaching before I have done this because... Certainly with singing, I get more pleasure out of seeing someone else uh, maybe achieve a goal or even just become a little bit more confident in themselves or feel like they're more able to communicate. Um, any of these things, I get more joy out of that than perhaps me going out and singing somewhere and feeling like I did well. But in a situation where it's completely new, there have been moments that have been so completely completely thrilling to be like oh my goodness I never knew I could do that and I uh, didn't think that I ever would in my life and now I've I have so both now I think it's when something is truly new and you do prove yourself wrong Hmm. then that is a really thrilling experience
0: yeah absolutely so you you are saying that you have changed your answer actually since we've been making the content in the last Hmm. few months for this channel that you before would have said teaching but now you're saying both equally and you you've a new love for the experience of learning as well
1: yes but also i think that i really enjoy about teaching kind of the same moments but those moments are have happening for other people those moments where they prove themselves wrong and they realize oh i can do that thing um those are the moments that i love in teaching so actually i just haven't had that moment for myself for a long time
0: I am lucky enough to be on the other side of this. I get to go and film Mm. Beth, And I think that my answer would also have changed uh, because I'm obviously not a teacher. So I haven't really been as acutely aware of other people's learning process. But I've really enjoyed being there, filming everything, watching you learn Mm. far more than I enjoy most uh, learning processes myself, I think. Mm. As you correctly identified, I am a person who I think puts quite a high degree of expectation on myself through the mm-hmm. learning process. So I, I go into something with a very fixed goal of where I want to get to. And I find the process quite agonizing of <laughs> all of the time that you have to spend when you're learning something, where you're not at the goal, and you just have to work to get there. And then... You get to the goal and you look back and you think, oh, well, that was worth it. But on the way, I find my frustration levels can be quite high, as you well know. What do you think that relationship is like between expectation and learning?
1: I think expectation actually really gets in your way. And, you know, one of the main ones I've done recently that has been a massive hindrance for me We haven't released it yet and I'm looking through the footage and I realized that I came on so quickly at the start. And as soon as I realized, oh my goodness, I have to make a video out of this and it has to happen soon actually my process slowed down a bit and that's okay and actually with this particular thing I want to I'm keeping it vague because I want to surprise you guys but I want to continue on with this particular skill and I really really enjoyed it so I'm going to continue on and that's okay because it's part of the learning process as a whole but that expectation of yourself can really hinder you. And it's kind of allowing yourself to be at any particular point in that learning process. You are just where you are and you can only do what you can do in a particular moment. So you might as well enjoy that particular moment and do the best you can in that particular moment. And that's all you can do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think the more that you get in your own head about not being where you feel like you should be, then it's, it's kind of it's really counterintuitive because the more you're aware of where you think you should be and you're not, the more you get in the way of yourself taking on actually the information that would get you to that place as well. So you, yeah. you really slow yourself down. How, on the other side, how important is it to know what you are working towards and how do you balance that between knowing where you're going but not sort of crippling yourself with expectation?
1: I think even before this learning process, I had kind of given up on goals, particular goals.
0: Which is really, I mean, that is, you're, you're one of the only people who's ever said that to me and I find that really interesting because... You actively love putting your time into learning, into, yeah, acquiring new skills, but you specifically do things without having a goal. In yes,
1: mind. personally, and this can be a really, some people are, you know, everyone's different and some people need a goal, but for me, I can set A far away kind of vague goal, and that's fine. And then I need to let it go and just focus on the individual small sections of learning. Like today, I will do the best I can on this particular day, and all those tiny bits will add up to your goal probably. And if they don't, at least you've had a good time on the way. But if I just focus on that goal, I'm stressed and anxious the entire time, and I'm not enjoying the thing that I'm meant to be learning so it kind of defeats the point like what's the point in doing any of these things if you're not enjoying it
0: Mm, yeah absolutely and I mean progress is not linear is it
1: no sometimes you go backwards and people find that really hard I find that really hard
0: and equally sometimes I think that you've obviously increasingly found in your teaching you kind of have to undo something and something will feel more unstable Mm -hmm. in order to get to In the end a more stable place than where you were
1: yeah i mean that happened with my singing and it happens with my pupils but if there's um perhaps a a habitual way of singing that is fundamentally like not going to sound that nice but is fairly stable or is pushy or is a little bit unhealthy then to fix that yeah it can make everything wobble and make you feel really unstable in your voice until it kind of settles into the right place again But then when you find that new way of doing things, often it will allow you freedom in your voice, allow you more stability, maybe allow you higher notes, whatever you need. But that process can be a little bit tricky, knowing that you're going to go backwards before you go forwards. It happened with me. It happens with loads of people.
0: How much do you entertain the concept of right and wrong in your teaching and your learning?
1: I don't really believe in that much right and wrong. I believe a little bit in unhealthy and healthy singing but I have been thinking about this a lot recently because there's many many people in the world who sing really unhealthily um and like that's what their their voice is if you listen to Brian Johnson from ACDC that's not a particularly healthy voice but it sounds really cool so I don't really want to entertain the right and wrong. I I would like people to have longevity in their voice so that they're able to do lots of shows and not fatigue. But I would also want them to be authentic to themselves. And I think if you're the sort of person that loves technique and loves perfection, perfect go and like learn that perfection and and get into the nitty-gritty if you're a person that loves like freedom and everything to be a little bit messy and rocky or like whatever then explore that side neither of them are particularly wrong you'll know when it feels right to you
0: yes so in the knowledge that progress is not linear Mm -hmm. and that we have these kind of peaks and troughs with it in the moments that we do feel like we're going backwards Obviously, I think self-doubt is quite a normal part of the process. How do you deal with that self-doubt when it comes along?
1: Well, you'll find a video at some point where you see me crying in a broom cupboard. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) that's how I apparently deal with it.
0: But it is normal, isn't it? Every single person, I think, when you are approaching something, something new, will ask the question, can I actually do this?
1: Yes, and I think knowing that is normal. And just being like okay this is where I am right now and also when you're at that point just being kind to yourself and gentle with yourself actually giving yourself breaks I'm not good at that myself but um sometimes stepping away from the learning process not particularly for a long time but giving yourself a weekend off or um even a week off your class or whatever if you need that to come back and just give it your all again the following week because I think that we feel like we need to you know we live in this capitalist society that means that we have to go 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 and we have to achieve all these things now 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 and actually sometimes we just need to take a step back reflect see where we are and gain a bit of acceptance of that place and then go into it
0: I think you're absolutely right I think that you found that even with singing obviously as a as a skill and actually it's a a recurring theme really with most of the skills the more effort you put in is not equivalent of the quality of output that you get back and sometimes I know that you find that people take extended breaks you know you're talking about a weekend but extended breaks Mm -hmm. and come back to you and actually have found oh this thing that I was trying to work on for months and months and was really struggling with it's kind of somehow settled in even though I haven't been doing that much practice and i haven't been doing lessons yeah why do you think that is because obviously uh, we're very focused in the way that we think about learning as the more hours that you put in the more output that you're going to get and the more your quality will increase
1: it is different for every person but i think certainly for me that it definitely works for me when i start doing something i'm putting in the work and you do need to put in that required work often but then personally I'll probably get into my own head I'll start overthinking it I'll start overdoing it and it stops working and that space allows that skill to kind of settle in without me uh, getting in my own way I also think that maybe there might be a little bit of delay I, I'm not like a neuroscientist or anything but there might be a bit of delay for your body and your like conscious mind to catch up like I found that along the way a lot there was like this I would my body would be in the place with sports and things um and my conscious mind would be in the right place and so it seems like cool I should be able to do this but I knew that this there was always this subconscious doubt going on once that doubt had dissipated I would gain that skill but it took time. It took more time than knowing what to do and physically being able to do that thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think the thing that comes back to, you know, obviously, I'm not saying and sorry to any of Beth's students listening, I'm not saying that you could just take a couple of months off and you're definitely going to be better at whatever you're working on. No. But it, it really does. I think what we've always come back to is the headspace with which you approach something. Yeah. And the fact is, is that sometimes when you are really trying to Trying to get one particular skill or facet of your skill, and you're just repeating it and repeating it and repeating it. You can work yourself into a headspace where you're not going to make the most progress. And the only way to get out of that is just to give it a bit of a break. And, and whether you go and work on a a different part of your skill and come back to it, or whether you just take a break completely, mm. it can be beneficial.
1: Yeah, and singing is really psychological, but I really think anything is. Like there's been so many lessons that like I've gone through individual little things that I know are going wrong. Maybe it's a bit of tongue tension or um, maybe they're not placing it right. But at the end of the day, actually what's causing that is just the fact that someone's stressing out and the physical things that are happening within the singing often are symptoms of a mental attitude. So sometimes it's like, right, we've, we've talked about all these physical things that are happening. Forget about that. Just tell yourself you can do it before you can do it. Just stop, say, I've got this now. Let's try the song. Sometimes that works, <laughs> like that works more often than not. Mm. And suddenly, there's no tongue tension, and the placement is perfect. And all they needed was to believe in themselves. And it sounds so cheesy, but it really does work,
0: yeah. Or equally, taking your mind completely into something else, yeah, I think can also be, yeah, a, a way. If it takes you out of your own head and you have a completely different focus, I know that's something that you obviously work with, with singing, doing something in a completely different way to what you believe is right. And often it is actually deliberately doing something, right? I'm going to approach this in a way that is kind of silly or is is a way that I would think normally is wrong. And then I can't worry about it being right. Yes. And just in doing that, then you take loads of pressure off yourself.
1: Like make it sound ugly or yeah make it sound the extreme of a certain sound or I often get people to like shake around and dance while they're singing because if you're doing that you're not tensing up and stressing and then often suddenly their voice just flies out and because you're not holding everything and all that tension in your body you're just shaking and enjoying it. So the only way that you're going to be truly skilled at something I think is by either doing enough or by being relaxed enough I think that's a really important thing that sometimes like when you get kids who are amazing they just think they can do it and therefore they can do it
0: do you think you can learn how to learn and do you think that that is something that you talk about kids there do you think it's something that that would be possible to teach in schools
1: yeah I think you can learn how to learn I've learned so much about learning and I've become better at learning Like, actually, I've been surprised in, like, most of the situations at things that I have thought that I wouldn't be good at. People have been like, oh, well done, you did really good for a first session. And I think that mostly that's not because I'm particularly talented at any of those things it's just because I've spent a lot of time thinking about how I learn things and what I need to listen to and what I need to look out for I guess and not getting stressed in those situations and the times I did get stressed in those situations I didn't do as well
0: yeah and as a result one thing that we even emphasize to uh, the people who are going to be teaching you is that we're not actually striving for perfection Mm -mm. and it's that thing of expectation again isn't it that's what it kind of boils down to you really try hard to go in there without any expectation on yourself of how you're going to perform in a particular area. Yeah. And just allow yourself to kind of be that sponge and take in as much as possible.
1: Yeah, because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter if you don't achieve that skill instantly. And also, sometimes things take a really, really long time. (laughs) And that's okay.
0: So do you think that we can do you think it's possible to teach it teach learning in schools
1: yeah I think it is possible to teach learning I mean I I I think that we should be teaching all sorts of things around mental health in schools and learning and being able to be in a positive mindset while learning should be probably one of those things
0: yeah and just a positive mindset in general full stop. I guess yeah
1: it doesn't have to be around learning but I think it kind of stems from a lot of mental health
0: yeah, and, and, and the expectations and pressures that you put on yourself to learn are the same expectations and pressures that you put on yourself to, to succeed yeah. in other areas as well.
1: Yeah, and I think the pressures are put on kids. I think kids are given boxes as to what they're good and bad at really early on. And that's been a major hurdle for me. I've pushed myself into things that I really thought I wouldn't be good at in this channel because i've been told that i wasn't good at those things
0: those first images that you are set up with by whoever by anyone who you really perceive as any sort of authority whether it be a, a teacher or your parents or your siblings or just just friends yeah peers those early ideas that you form by yourself about these are my skills these are the things that i'm good at really stay with you
1: don't they they really stay with you and those are the moments as well those are the things where i really struggled to not put an expectation on myself which is so strange because i didn't think i was good at something and then suddenly i you're watching youtube videos of people who are amazing at the skill and being like well why can't i do that and then it's such a bizarre thing that we all do as humans go from like well i can't do it at all so i'm gonna look at the world's best at this and wonder why i'm not them and actually that's not reality you're never gonna do that and that's okay yeah
0: and i think one thing we've found with going to these videos is that you don't know people have often said to you oh you you picked this up really quickly mm. and you are always surprised by that but part of it is that we never really get to see the early stage of that learning process do yeah. we? so although you know as a teacher how quickly someone may or may not pick up singing or kind of like All of the different variables there in terms of all of their previous experience. And I'm not just talking about singing professionally, I'm talking about just singing through their own childhood. Mm. All of those things affect how quickly you're going to pick something up.
1: Well, so many pupils, for me, they'll always be like, oh, I'm so sorry on the first lesson. Oh, I'm so sorry this sounds terrible or how do you listen to this all day? And I'm like, well, actually... It doesn't. One, you hear yourself a little differently because you're hearing yourself and you're perceiving yourself, whether it's through whatever skill, through your own filters about yourself and the own your own the stories that you tell yourself about yourself. Rawr.
0: Okay, so to celebrate Christmas, we have a little twist on the quickfire round, Beth, which you normally ask, but today. You're going to be answering questions.
1: You know what? This is so nerve-wracking. Now I know what I put people through.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. Are you ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Real tree or fake tree?
1: Real tree, but we got one that's planted in the ground so we can plant it outside. Yeah,
0: which is quite cool, isn't it? Like, we get to replant our tree and then watch it grow throughout the year. And then maybe even dig it back up for next year.
1: Maybe. Or we'll get a new one.
0: Yeah. Uh, Do you prefer to give or receive presents?
1: Give presents
0: there's pressure on that one isn't there
1: yeah you have to seem nice to. <laughs> <laughs> no I do though I think I do like to give presents
0: do you prefer coloured lights or white lights on your Christmas tree? white lights yeah we, we differ um, Home Alone or Elf? Elf oh, both great films, I yeah. think I go Home Alone Christmas Eve or Christmas Day or I'll let you on a third one, Boxing Day
1: Boxing Day? No oh, people love
0: Boxing Day I Um, don't love Boxing Day, but people do love Boxing Day to sit around and eat Christmas leftovers and watch some films and like, people find it more relaxing than Christmas Day itself, I think.
1: I liked making Santa's um, food pile for Christmas Eve, but it has to be Christmas Day.
0: Christmas Day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the food, the presents. Family,
1: it's all nice. I've got
0: to agree. Mulled wine or pumpkin spice latte?
1: Mulled wine.
0: It's a very bougie question, that, isn't it? Um, Christmas cake or Christmas pudding I put this one in just because I know that you don't hate, like either Hate both
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe the pudding because at least I just have the inside I don't have to worry about the horrible so, marzipan so Beth
0: doesn't like yeah Beth doesn't like marzipan but she also doesn't like any sort of cake with the raisins, raisins. in basically so <laughs> so either of those things are, are it's a lose-lose situation I was going to put mince pies in but then I thought Christmas cake or mince pies
1: Yeah, but mince pies I don't like that much either
0: fine okay The colour red or green, since they are the two defining colours of Christmas.
1: Green, because I already have red on my head.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. A ginger reference there. Uh, Christmas jumper or Christmas socks? Socks. Socks. Yeah. As in, like, being given socks at Christmas or just, like, Christmas-themed socks you prefer?
1: Yeah, like, Christmas-themed socks with, like, Robins on or something.
0: Everyone always thinks of socks as, sort of, the duff Christmas present. God, I
1: like... If they've got a padded soul, I'm really into that.
0: And do you prefer to do, I mean, this is, you can tell I wrote this question uh, before the latest wave of COVID swept the nation. But do you prefer to do Christmas shopping online or in person in the shops?
1: Online because I'm a little lazy with shopping.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's so much that you can get now as well, isn't there? And in terms of, I know that you're a person who likes to buy experiences for people Mm -hmm. rather than just a, a physical thing. Yep. Yep, I'm with you online. And that is the end. <laughs> and we'll lead us back to the second half of the podcast. Rawr. I think it's commonly banded about now that like we need to be, able, be open to failure, which is extremely easy to say and extremely hard to put yourself In the mindset form, right?
1: Mm -hmm. I think the only way we can do it is by failing a lot and getting used to that. It would be nice if that was allowed more within the education system and it wasn't so much about exams or you have to be a certain way because people are developing at different speeds. I mean, I certainly found that as well as a child because we've talked about this. I went to school a year early. So it was interesting for me growing at perhaps a slightly different speed. Mm. as some of my peers who were that year older than me
0: yeah I mean we've obviously spoken about that haven't we I mean you you basically went from I guess the expectation in yourself and from your teachers of being a sort of high achiever Mm -hmm. and then jumping up an entire year skipping an entire year because you were doing so well and then obviously you you're one year then behind everyone else Mm -hmm. you go from feeling ahead to just feeling behind Mm -hmm. and you know that that is a really interesting thing to have happened to you and mm. I, I think that you then see kids that you're teaching who feel like they're in either one of those areas yeah and you can kind of relate to both because you were literally there
1: yeah that's really true
0: so speaking then about the the kind of education process as a whole I I think that both of us can only come at this from a fairly narrow like western UK yes. specific yes. point of view um, but do you think that the way that we approach education in this country kind of to a point hinders the way that we can pick up and learn as adults in later life? So obviously we kind of have this system where in primary school you have, I think, uh, generally a much more fun approach yes. to learning. It's, it's generally a little bit more fluid. There's less pressure you're picking up some basic skills uh, and then you kind of are funneled into this system where you're exposed to a few things. You have to then pick the things that you are passionate about, which is completely, completely fair enough. And then the further you go up, the more you have to funnel out the things that you don't want to do professionally. Mm -hmm. And so everything becomes gradually higher and higher stakes, higher and higher expectation. Mm -hmm. And you end up having to put all of your time into one particular specialist subject, if you like.
1: I guess what, well, by the time you go to uni. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And so you're only working on one thing at that point. And do you think that then as, as adults, I think that what we see is that people are reticent to go into and kind of in a, in a weird way, embrace that primary school feel again yes. of like, I'm going to just go into something. And have fun and have absolutely no expectations. And just try something. Because we've had the system that funnels us up and tells us... Well, actually, the only thing that really you should be learning... Is something that is basically going to be your job... Or that you're going to be really, really good at.
1: Mm. I mean, I've lived a bit of a bizarre life in in this way. In that, like, I have been a little bit m- more able... or I have lived a bizarre life compared to a lot of people because... I've had to do a lot of different things in being self-employed and sometimes that happens <laughs> and people get thrown into that but that was necessity. I don't think that humans this is a this is going to be a very definite statement and obviously it's not going to be for everyone, but I don't think generally humans thrive just doing one thing. And actually we had an awesome quote that we saw a friend of ours um put oh, yeah. up on instagram yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to josh yeah who
0: is one of the first ever guests on the podcast as well
1: yes josh Allen, very inspiring guy vocal coach go check him out um he said on his instagram and this is really interesting for me because i've been called this jack of all trades master of none this have you got the actual quote up so we don't paraphrase it
0: yes so we obviously hear jack of all trades." Master of None. Yes, and that's
1: what a lot of people have called me in the past.
0: Yes, as kind of an insult. As an insult, yes. It's just like, (laughs) you can do a lot of things, but not a lot of them well, basically. Um, But the full quote is actually, Jack of all trades, Master of None, though often better than a Master of One. Yeah. So it's actually saying, if you have a lot of different skill sets, but you're not necessarily a master of any of them, that can still put you in a better place than being just the Master of One skill and having whatever no other interests or or sub skills
1: yeah and you do find this though like even people who really do specialize in something like you go to someone who specializes in a specific type of science like i teach a lot of scientists who just want to go and sing and learn another skill so a lot of people who are doing something very very specific and have to really focus still take the time to find other skills and fun like find a hobby that's fun for you that allows you to do another skill and it doesn't have to be serious skills some people it works to be like what I do and do a little bit of everything obviously I do have again a little like my specialist skill of singing and working with voices but for most people as well just finding the thing that brings you joy and then you know if you want to change hobbies in six months time and try another thing do that too
0: yeah or have multiple going on obviously people uh, struggle to find the time sometimes in their lives and and amongst work but yeah not being afraid to to try multiple things have multiple different things going on i think it can be really stimulating and ultimately relaxing Mm -hmm. and and it makes you better at your actual whatever your actual craft or or job is you end up uh, kind of being able to approach being more open to learning during that as well.
1: Well, that quote on Instagram was really good timing for me from Josh because I have been thinking a little bit about because I've been doing more general learning than I have ever done really in my life or since I've been a kid. And so I have been spending a lot of time thinking about other things than singing. And I had a few moments of guilt of being like, oh... I haven't been focusing on my learning on singing as much. But actually, when it comes down to it, when I think about the things that I've learned about learning, about the psychology of learning, practical things like watching other teachers who work in their environments and how they approach different situations has been really helpful to me. So you don't know what you're going to learn. You actually might find that your greatest lessons will come from a really unexpected place.
0: How important do you think it is in the learning process to have a particular personal relationship? I know Josh came up just there and obviously he, he is, uh, he's been a great influence for you in terms of taking you on that learning process, but, mm. but also opening you up to realizing how much that you can learn and develop your skills. Do you think you can learn on your own? by just taking in as many different things, books or whatever, online courses, as many different mediums as possible, but without that one personal relationship.
1: Yeah, I do think you can learn that way. I don't think it's the most efficient way to learn. I think that if you find the right teacher for you, then that person can definitely shorten the learning time. That's required, but also it's really hard when you're by yourself because you're not always necessarily aware of what you need to learn. Most people know something is wrong, but they don't know what it is. Like with singing, they'll be like, "It doesn't sound nice. I don't know why." Hmm. Yeah. Like, can you tell me why this doesn't sound nice? And
0: most of all, I think you have to find someone who you feel like you can be vulnerable in front of, because you're going to have to have someone who who you can fail in front of, and. Feel comfortable or feel supported.
1: Yeah, that's something that I think I find interesting as an adult. Mm. The feeling of being vulnerable, and I think maybe that's like a massive deterrent for a lot of adults to learning a new skill because we're meant to have everything together. We feel like, as an adult, I feel like I'm meant to be able to control my life, and you have to let go of all control and that is terrifying and you might be emotional like me (laughs) in those moments where you feel like you're really out of control in front of people
0: yeah I think that your approach to the way that you channel your emotions into these things is actually incredibly healthy because as you hinted at earlier we do have uh, a part of a video where where you are crying in a broom cupboard Mm -hmm. but I do have to say that 10 minutes later you were back out In the audience of the event that you were performing in and with a smile on your face and supporting everyone else there whereas most people Mm. having felt like that didn't go uh the the best way for them wouldn't feel able to do that
1: yeah well maybe that's part of my motto of going back to childhood learning and crying like a baby
0: (laughs) (laughs) not crying but just but just yeah uh, enabling yourself to to feel vulnerable and not feeling embarrassed about that and then letting it out and then being able to move on. You're very good at moving on after something's happened and putting it behind you and still giving your all at the next time.
1: I think that I don't ever want that bad emotion. I, I think it's part of being a performer as well. I've done enough bad gigs and I've messed up enough times that I don't want that to affect my entire career (laughs) or my entire enjoyment of whatever I'm doing and when I was younger it really did like I would have a bad gig and I would beat myself up for days and days and weeks years maybe about that and it would take me so long to gain my confidence back and I think maybe it's just an age thing of being like I don't want to do that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that partly it's down to society, again, what we kind of think is acceptable. Um, Gary Neville has a sports podcast called The Overlap, where he talks to different kind of sports personalities about their journey through sport. And he has a segment in it, which he bases around a quote uh, by John Sinclair. Failure is a bruise, not a tattoo, mm. which obviously is extremely well-meaning and it's basically saying that you'll get over your failures and they won't be significant but actually I kind of look at that quote and I think maybe failure should be the tattoo and the thing that you celebrate in some circumstances do you know what I mean Mm. failure is the thing that stays with you actually yeah and it's the thing that then makes you a success yeah so sure it doesn't have to be the defining moment but I just think that's quite an interesting quote anyway
1: but it is taking it as a learning experience in itself like the big failure that we keep on hinting at those moments are moments like i've learned from that i've learned maybe not about the particular skill in a weird way but i've learned about my psychological reaction to pressure yeah and to certain circumstances
0: but we've talked about that is even going to be helpful to you in your future approach to learning but also to teaching yeah so in a way that failure
1: Yeah, it's a massive success. It's
0: more helpful in some areas, in a lot of ways, than it would have been if... Essentially, Beth had done this thing and she'd done it perfectly multiple times, actually, for Mm -hmm. about two weeks um, before this performance. And then it went wrong yeah Um, we we did a
1: big (laughs) performance in front of my mom and dad (laughs) in front
0: of some paying audience members as well yeah and uh it it didn't go well yeah beth had invited her parents and obviously there was that kind of expectation there and just in that particular moment as as can happen especially when you haven't put your whatever your ten thousand hours into Mm -hmm. learning something you don't have that thing to fall back on sometimes live performance goes wrong yeah on this particular moment it did go wrong but but yeah Literally that failure may well end up being yeah. better for you in the long run. And so in that way, it is the tattoo for you. Yeah. It's not the bruise. It's not it's not the thing that's gonna go away. It's it's gonna be the thing that informs more of your life going forward mm. than if it had gone perfectly as it had done in multiple rehearsals for kind of ten days beforehand.
1: Yeah, you're making me emotional again thinking about <laughs> it. Being <laughs> like, oh But you're you are absolutely right. It is if you can take all those it won't feel nice no, like absolutely. you have to accept that you're not going to feel good and like that that emotion will pass like the emotion of feeling bad and the failure will be the bruise mm-hmm. but you don't want to forget about it you want to learn from it
0: but the failure itself may be the thing that you end up taking something from and actually celebrating mm-hmm. in the long run Yes. Yes. Yeah. well look I think on that note thank you very much indeed Beth for Ah. opening up about your failure but for doing this whole podcast
1: oh thanks Tom (laughs) for inviting me to my
0: office to your to record an episode of your own podcast yes (laughs) and look we very very much look forward to recording more episodes on the new channel going into the new year. And we would love your general ideas that you would like us to suggest, areas that you would like us to explore. We're really, really open to kind of going anywhere as long as it's loosely related to the process of learning and acquiring some kind of new skill.
1: Yeah, and it is really interesting how every single video has made me think about something that I wouldn't have otherwise.
0: So, Merry Christmas to everyone. Whether you're someone who normally celebrates Christmas or not, have a wonderful...
1: Holiday season. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, please do head over to the new channel. Have a little look. It's um, youtube.com slash roarrar. So that's like roar, R-O-A-R. And then the rar is R-A-W-R. Yes, we will also
0: put a link in the description of this podcast if you don't want to type all that out and yes please do get in touch with any of your new ideas and we really really look forward to making some more things for you in the new year including some more podcasts that don't take 203 days to come out and thank you so much for listening thank you
1: (laughs) (laughs) we can leave it at that